good afternoon. This is the uh, this is a social welcome. Uh, myself, Tom Stables, and usually uh, I'd have Nathaniel Caster with me, um, but because Nat is Nat and Nat gets everywhere, he's uh, he's actually in London today. So instead, we've um, we've dragged kicking, kicking and screaming. Uh, James Duffel. James, hello. Hola. <laughs> um, so today it's myself and James today. We're uh, we're going to cover a few things. We're going to do the usual. We'll have a look at the uh, the news uh, news and trends. So we're going to have a look at what's going on in uh, in Google, uh, especially Google Plus. Um, probably a quick look at Twitter as well because the the head honcho there he's released a lot of stats recently. Quite interesting stats, and I think it's probably quite relevant. Um, what else? Plenty of facts. Plenty of facts. Um, we are probably going to have a bit of a chat about the Stone Roses, um, depending which side of the fence you fall on, sit on, whichever way. Um, there's, there's quite a few strong opinions banding around. Um, and it's all relevant, it's all social media, don't you worry. Um, there is, we'll have a quick talk about um, business, Twitter and business, and then we're going to have um, a bit of a, a discussion, really. So if you want to get involved, you can um, you can always tweet us. The hashtag um, is PFMSocial. Um if you're not au okay with Twitter, you can always email in. It's studio at preston.fm. Um, you can text in 60300 with the word Preston before your text message. Um, and for those of you who aren't online, um, it's always the, the that really old method, the phone. It's Preston, double eight one double o one. So there we go. Going to start off with a bit of Foo Fighters. Boom. Um, now, that's the way to start a show. Um, what do you reckon, James? Good. Dynamite. Dynamite. Um, so, really, we're gonna do, what we're going to do now is a, a roundup, really, of, of the things that have been happening in, in social media land. Now, then, the latest um, stats today, really, it's Google+. Plus. It's all around Google+. Plus. Um, we're going to talk about it later, about the uh, ice cream sandwich, which, which to me sounds like a chalk ice. Um, but when they were talking about ice cream sandwich, which is a new operating system... Um, they kept showing things about Google Plus, and one of the stats released, I think it was early today, um, they reckoned that 40 million of Google Plus's users have uploaded more than 3. billion um, photographs, which, which sounds quite a lot. When you, when you think about Flickr, which probably until about two and a half years ago, three years, um, that was pretty much the premium image sharing site, and there was there's five billion pictures, and th- that's amassed over the years. Um, so, are you, James? Are you uh, are you are you Google Plus? What on Google Plus but not using it I just can't bring myself to use it properly I'm not really sure of its purpose in the world of Twitter like with Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. and I think one of the big issues well not issues but one of the main cont- contributors for all them images yeah. is the fact that you install the app onto like an Android device and iPhone by default it auto uploads any of your photos any of your videos that's, that synch- that's a synchronisation but it's automatic it? it's automatically enabled it you've got to disable it so I would have thought a large percent of them like the images that are yeah. uploaded and not because people have selected to upload them. Yeah. Google have literally kind of pinched them, I suppose. So, are you, which one are you? Google, Facebook, uh, my, MySpace? <laughs> Other. Well, personally, Bebo. <laughs> That's where the party ah, is at. Um, I mean, it's, it is quite impressive, and it's, what, 3.4 billion pictures. But when you think about um, Facebook, I, mean, it's, uh, I think it was, it was around about 100 billion. Um, I don't even know how many zeros. It's 100 billion pictures in their archives and 6 billion pictures being ad- added every single month crazy um, it's yeah it's pretty full on um you mentioned there about uh, different smartphones and and why that might help different net- networks proliferate 
Um, I think it's interesting. Um, Twitter uh, released some stats recently. Um, they're saying that um, there are now 100 million active users. Up until present, they've been quite cagey because we know how many signups there are, but how many uh, active accounts, how many are spam accounts, how many are multiple accounts, how many are real people, how many are inactive. Uh, they've always been very cagey, so I think um, by broadcasting they've got 100 million now, that's pretty impressive, but um, they put a lot of that down to the um, iOS 5. Mm. Apparently since that was released, um, the growth amounts to about a quarter of, of Twitter's um, ongoings on. I'm not surprised people love to share where they are, don't they? Like, like to check in when they're at Starbucks. Hey, well, uh, that's very true. Um, I mean, what about, do you, do you share a lot? I share bits and bobs, but nothing relevant, I'd say. I, in fact, I should probably um, tell... Because I, I, obviously, I know James better than you guys. So James um, James works in social media. James develops. James oh, it, James is giving me a panic. Look, he really does. Um, and it's unusual because he's a very gifted developer, but he's probably the most antisocial social person you would ever... I'm, is that, reckon that's fair? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd <laughs> go with that. Go on, then. Yeah. I'm uh, online, but I'm just not really... Well, how many times uh, do, do, do you... Do you delete accounts? Well, I don't delete them. I wipe them. I, just get, <laughs> I get bored of things quickly. That's my that's my problem. I'm not too sure why though. It's I just don't I don't really have a need to interact with people unless okay. it's. Yeah, but Twitter. Why, really why would you get, Why would you get bored of Twitter? I get bored of it too often. Yeah. Same why? with Facebook. I'm on about my third account. It's just. <laughs> I, I like a change every now and again. Um, it'd be interesting to see what anyone else thinks. Uh, the hashtag on Twitter. Um, which we'll, we'll follow as, as best as we can. It's uh, PFM Social. Um, again, you can always email in studio at preston.fm um, or you can text uh, with the word Preston before you uh, message to 6300. Um, coming up after this, we're going to have a chat about a, um, a, a band you might have heard of. There's been a, a lot of us. It isn't Steps um, that, that who we're making a fuss about. It's, it's the Stone Roses. Um, so before we have an argument about those guys, here's probably one of their most well-loved and, and well-known tracks. It's uh, it's Fool's Gold. Uh, welcome back. Um, you might have noticed there, I did cut short the Stone Roses track. Um, it was five minutes in, and then I realised with, with a bit of horror, there was still six minutes of, of shoe-gazing loveliness to go. Um, it's, I, I like the Stone Roses. I do like the Stone Roses. Um, and yesterday, with the announcement and, and previous that the, the speculation, Twitter was going absolutely nuts for it, um, and I, I just, I'm not quite sure where I stand. In fact, um, Nathaniel Casty, who, who usually uh, sits on the radio show um, with me, he, um, he just about nearly chinned me when I suggested that they had <laughs> about about four good songs. Um, he then threw about eight tracks, which I thought they're all right. But my idea was, I thought maybe maybe they got about four good songs, and the rest sound like the other four really good songs. And I'm I'm really not sure because. I'm of the time when Stone Roses were big. More, more second coming, but I don't know, James. What do you reckon? Because you're, you're, uh, you're. When? What about you? Well, I'm a lot younger than you and Nathaniel. <laughs> let's let's put that out there straight away. So <laughs> the Stone Roses aren't really of my time. Like they were kind of a bit before. I'm familiar with the music, but I'm not really down with all the hype. I mean, for me, it's mm. bigger news that Steps are getting back together. <laughs> That's more of my, uh, yeah, of my time. I mean, it's it's cracking, but it's one of those. Are they releasing new music? Have they said they're going to release new music? Um, they are at the, at the press conference yesterday. In fact, um, there's a chap on Twitter, a music journalist, is a bit of a pundit guy called John Robb. Um, that's his Twitter name. He also he's kind of chief of a, a blog called Louder Than War, and they were they were tweeting live from the event. Um, some really good stuff, and it gave um, I think it gave a really interesting angle because John Robb he, he knows the guys personally. 
Um, you know, he was the first person to ask him a question at the at the press conference. In fact, he tweeted uh, and Facebooked um, on on his pages a picture of him and Ian Brown beforehand. Uh, so you, you felt like you got a real inside scoop. Um, so that, that's a louder of the more blog. And just just looking at, it, he seems genuinely enthused, um, and he really believes that this isn't a cash cow exercise. It's not got PR written all over it. Whereas I'm I'm not quite sure because I'm sure it was about two years ago. Um, John Squire, guitarist of Stone Roses, he he's into his art now and I'm pretty sure he said he would never ever 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 reform yep. Stone Roses so it just I don't know even if cynicism. it isn't for money I did see a stat and I can't remember what it was but it was a percentage and it, sh- it was to do with how much the back catalogue sales have increased mm. off the top of my head it was like 4 or 500% like increasing one day which you do think bad. it'll be carrying on like snowballing that yeah. uh, so even if it isn't for money there will be money in it really, I'm going to put you on the spot what's your favourite Stone Roses track I only really know Fool's Gold and there's the other <laughs> they've got another one but I just don't know the names of them yeah, which, which is quite so I'm, yeah, I'm interested um, it's, it's a shame a lot, a lot of people don't, um, don't don't I don't know there's the Inspiral Carpets there's Half Moon Days you know the Horseshoe Gazy yeah. Man- Manchester scene um, I know Nathaniel is, is very passionate about the Manchester you know, he's, he's got roots and the In Factory Records and things going on there um, but there, there was another band actually um, of that time called Catherine Wheel um, it's, and it's, it's, to be honest, this is a perfect opportunity for me to shoe on uh, favourite band of all time. Well, favourite British band. It's the best band you've never, ever discovered just yet. Um, they were called Catherine Wheel. And around the same time, I think 92, they had a, a an album. Bit shoegazy, bit wish-washy, bit like, dare I say, <laughs> Fool's Gold, maybe. Um, but then they released so many more, so many uh, amazing, amazing records. Um, so I've bigged I've them up enough now. Um, this particular track I'm going to play, it's it's not from the shoegazy time, but it is from what I, I think is probably the, one of the, the best records of the 90s. Um, so, um, here it comes. This is kind of, I've picked it up so much, I hope you like it. It's Satellite by Catherine Wheel. There we go. Um, amazing, I think, Catherine Wheel. Uh, I might be alone on that, but, but there we go. Um... We mentioned earlier we were going to talk, and in fact we are going to talk about Ice Cream Sandwich, which is Google's new operating system, which they're going to, you're going to find on handset soon. Um, interesting, I think, the, the timing of it when um, you know the main rival of Android, Google's Android, is Apple. Um, the new operating system was released, was it last week? Uh, one or two weeks ago now. One or two weeks yeah. ago, and I mean it's... Um, again on Twitter, uh, you, you'll find I mention Twitter a lot because it's where I spend far too much of my time. Um, a lot of people are having troubles with it, um, and so it's probably quite timely that uh, that Google have, have come in with this. I've, I've tried to read up on it to try and share with um, everyone what what the difference is. Um, and other than it being slick and fast, and there's a nice bit of facial recognition to, to unlock the camera as opposed to passwords or swipes, that seems to be one of the main selling features, which I'd, I'd, it's good. I don't know if it's a major selling point. I, I don't know. What do you reckon? I, I, I really like the interface, if I'm honestly. I, I think the, where it's going to do really well is how, well, Google are set to release their own music store. Yeah. I mean, this, it's still a work in progress, signing mm. up with record labels and whatnot, but once that launches... I suspect it'll be heavily integrated in how you interact. And they say there's going to be a bit of a Google twist to the new uh, yeah. music store, but I'm not too sure what that is, unless it's dirt cheap music. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be interesting to to find out how that pans out. Because I know a lot of people are very, very passionate. We talked last week, um, a couple of weeks ago, on the on the social, um, 
about home passions so some people love android some people love apple some people like me aren't that fussed as long as it doesn't break on them um so i'll be interested to see what what kind of rods this adds to fire and how how cross and passionate people get um but there we go if anyone's if anyone's got any more informed views because uh, it's not very really good when you sit on a fence and you're trying to spark a debate so i'm, I'm going to trust on people to tweet in on that one um and i suppose it's quite tricky until you you use it um I'm, i suppose it's difficult to know what what to do with that um but onto another piece of really um i, I think the incredible technology the thing um it's a camera that you can you can take snaps you can snap away and then you focus after the picture's taken um all sounds a bit science but um this particular camera it's called what's it called it's, it's a, the lytro a lytro um so in essence as i say you, you take a picture um creates a file which we've worked out it's probably about i don't know 25 megabytes per like snap. It, yeah, for the memory um but afterwards you can focus at any point on the picture so no more blurry shots um ideal for a night out really oh. <laughs> i mean drunken photos will no longer be an issue and though well, well, might be an issue people start recognizing more and more of what's going on um, <laughs> i suppose in a in a professional context um it's probably going to spark a lot of debate i, I think maybe on photographers and what are, what are the use of no, sorry that sounds awful not well, not what are the use of photographers but given that a, a large part of the skill of photography is in focus and getting the subject matter right and, and doing all that this kind of handles that so i, I don't know um it's don't know what james it's well the thing i i'm tempted straight away it's not out until next year but you can buy it buy them already but it's so cheap like you'd, yeah you'd think it'd cost thousands but it was, was the cheapest model was it four hundred dollars i think it's yeah, four hundred dollars on the down oh, hang on not um one of the uh on its release, it's available for a plug-in with the Mac, and the Windows follows later. Well, that's fine. Interesting. Don't you, you go. worry. There you go. One up for Apple. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the entry price at four hundred dollars is is phenomenal when you when you consider entry-level digital SLRs at four or five hundred pounds. Um, It'll be interesting because like the tech will obviously spread as well. Oh, apps, like in a few years' time, it'll just be interesting to see like what sort of cameras are about. Yeah, and I wonder if um, it makes wonder if on um, sites, um, Twitter, on Facebook, or your beloved Bebo. <laughs> Bebo. I, w I wonder if 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 you could upload these pictures. I've no idea. I really don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how it'll work. Who knows? It's, it runs off its own software. It's its own file format at the moment, isn't it? So it's not very integrated with yeah, the big boys. It, it's it's true. So yeah, it 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 leaves me. Thinking about that. Um, speaking of um, of Facebook and, and Twitter, um, uh, there was a guy last year. I, I, I've got a friend on. Twitter, I've got lots of people who I know on Twitter, friends and acquaintances and whatnot. But this, this particular guy, he, um, in fact, it's a really good story of how Twitter works. Not just not just for business, I suppose, but more on a, on a personal level. Um, what happened was it was through the snowstorms of uh, snowstorms, all the snowing of last year, and people were snowed in, and things happened. Everything got cancelled. Um, and one of the things that did get cancelled was this chap's girl's birthday party. She was six. Um, presents couldn't arrive because they couldn't be posted. Friends couldn't make it to the party. So in essence, she was she was d devastated. Um, her dad put a tweet out, sort of with with this in mind, and kind of cheekily, uh, unsuspectingly, just said, "So if anyone can think of anyone knows any celebrities, get in touch." Um, what happened was uh, Pixie Lot. The singer, entertainer, the uh, whatever she does these days, still sings. I think so, but <laughs> don't count me on. Um, she, um, yeah, her people or her directly uh, saw this, responded to it, um, and you know they gave her a phone call to this six-year-old, which I think is a 
it's an incredible story really sort of the, the power and the, the, the voice you can get on social media um, pretty impressive a phone call I thought you were going to say she came around and did like a gig in the living room well, well she, she, she did get again. tickets she did go but she got backstage passes as well oh, which right, is pretty okay. cool isn't it well uh, I would well. have said who else is on your record label <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. sort me out with I don't know somehow well, Rihanna tickets maybe uh, might not have worked I'm not sure I mean I'm, I'm being picky though I think you might be being picky put though. them on eBay possibly <laughs> um but it, it just got me thinking that, uh, about the, the power of these things. Um, I mean, it pro- probably not as in, I, I think this is a, it's a as impressive or as powerful. Um, th- there was a and this was before Twitter. This, this was MySpace when I was um, when I was an active MySpace user. I used to have a, a, a blog on there and <clears throat> um, someone I knew, someone close who she was she was quite sick at the time. So I thought to cheer up. What I wanted to do was just get lots of people. That she. She was into um, particular celebrities. She fancied the pants off. I'd just get them to send a signed picture. Um, the main thing at the time was MySpace. So I tried there and I didn't get a lot of response. Um, but there was one. There was one main response, and it was from the chap from Drummer's Tommy Sonic. Do I? Yeah. I was going to ask you to sing a song. Don't sing a song. Um, Secret fact, we'll, smile. So you go, yes, we'll play that in a bit. At the end. We'll um, and uh, he's also he co-wrote Adele's album or a few of the tracks off there. Um, anyway. We got um, a letter through the post. It wasn't a signed photograph, but it was a full-on just a, a letter with loads of words of encouragement, and which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, and maybe that was a, a point of an epiphany for me that um, using the right channels and knowing who to look for and, and what to say could actually open up a lot of doors. And I think that's um, I think that's probably relevant and applicable um, to people as as it is business. I think once you understand the medium. Once you know what you want and when you, when you know how to use it, that's made when things happen. It shows how accessible people are, even celebrities. I mean, back in the day, you couldn't get hold of anyone, could you? I mean, I met Michael Barrymore at the Trafford Centre. Yeah. Disappointed. <laughs> he, he wasn't all that off camera, if I'm honest. No. But um, nowadays, slap somebody a tweet in the round at your house. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. With them. Yeah, well, you used to have to join fan clubs and send loads of money in an envelope and you get a badge with, with uh, I don't know what... I'm thinking of the Beano fan club. That's that's not a musicians fan club. No, you don't remember that, will you? You got a fuzzy badge. Well, I remember the Beano, but not the fan club. No. Anyway, we digress. I'm going to play um, <laughs> a song by uh, Dan Wilson. In fact, it was Dan Wilson's uh, band Semisonic, and uh, here it is. It's uh, it's Secret Smile. There we go. Always, you got to love the long fade outs. It makes it interesting on this side of things. Um, that was uh, Sammy Sonic with Secret Smile. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He's um, Dan Wilson. He's he does a lot of solo stuff now. He writes for a lot of people. Um, and I was looking at his Facebook page and how he uses it. Um, and there's a really good app on there. Basically, you go there and you see a little media player and you want to listen to the song. But before you like the song, you've got to before you listen to the song rather, you've got to like the page. Which, you know, it, I think it's simple little mechanics and things and tricks and tips on Facebook like that that, that work for people. Um, there, was, um, there was a Rihanna uh, for Rihanna's latest album. She had, uh, it's like a, difficult to explain really, she had a very interactive game where fans would go on there um, and had to solve clues, puzzles, find things. And the more people found it, um, the, ne- the more songs were unlocked. So I think when you go on it now, all, all the songs have been unlocked. But at I first, think I still feel a lot. I think there's about oh, eight, that are, eight that are unlocked, and then you've got the rest to go. Yeah, um, but I think I think the point is that I don't I don't think you need big budgets 
and lots of people to make your yeah. Facebook page and presence work for you. I think if you've got a good idea, as I say, the Dan Wilson one with a just have to like the page to play it. I think it's so simple, but it, I mean, it's and people will do it. I mean, they're not having to pay for anything. Yeah, a like is nothing, and from that on, like people can see their updates. It, it's another way of him promoting his future material, yeah. tours, um, etc. And I, I suppose um, for people who keeps up to speed with with Facebook and business. Um, it's there's a lot of emphasis on on the change, and I think really no matter whether it's Facebook, whichever platform really, because we do spend a lot of time talking about, excuse me, Facebook. It's because it's so big, but I think on any platform, the, the key is um, just knowing what you want to achieve from there. I think once you know that, it's it, it's going to work. Um, so really, on a, on a Facebook page or, or whatever page, as long as you're talking to people, that's the main thing. And now um, some people may or may not have picked up that uh, page owners. Um, they're showing a lot more pictures from from pages in the side, you know, when where often the adverts appear or yep. other things. Um, there are loads more images showing from um, pages. Um, so I suppose the key that really is just to start sharing uh, lots and lots and lots. Um, I mean, a good example of uh, another music act. Um, and again, I, I talk about music a lot because it's <laughs> it's what I know quite well. Um, Pearl Jam, who. God. <laughs> <laughs> an audible go um, I say Pearl Jam because they're so amazing James doesn't think so amazing uh, we could go on the Stone it's Rose it's Pearl Jam this Pearl Jam that I'm, it, well, I'm enough of Pearl Jam I'm educating the world on uh, not only they're a good band but they're, they're very good on social media they recently celebrated 20 years they made a film a documentary a book and everything else um, but in the countdown they made, I mean, they applied themselves really well on the side they had it was like a, a an advent calendar each day something new it was something new on Facebook it was something new on Twitter there was a bit of a treasure hunt thing going on um, and I just thought that was a really, again, simple idea. Uh, massive band, but such a simple idea. And I think any person, business, or organisation could could do something like that. Um, which leads me seamlessly actually into into the next song, um, taken from the uh, Pearl Jam Twenty film from the soundtrack. Um, it's a track called "Just Breathe," and I'm going to utterly embarrass myself here. Um, last, not last week, two weeks ago, Nathaniel dedicated. You, did you hear this, Jay? You, what, did you, were you listening to the? Yeah, the of course I was. Well, did you? Did you? Uh, did you blush when Nat uh, dedicated a song to his? Oh yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was yeah. painful. Um, well, well, do for more pain because I'm going to. Obviously, this one's going out to my uh, the, the the better half. Not another um, one. <laughs> so um, here it is, an incredible Pearl Jam song. There you go, James. Did you enjoy it? Did you like that one? It was beautiful. It if was any ladies would like a song uh, dedicating <laughs> from me next week. Oh, in fact, um, if, if, if you want to, it's, it's James Duffel. Um, his surname is D-U-F-F-E-L-L, is that right? That is it. Um, Duffel, if you're feeling uh, exotic. I um, can go up to three dedications, so uh, there's room for everyone. <laughs> um, and again, the hashtag, it's PFM Social if you want to follow the conversation um, on, on Twitter. Um, which leads me nicely, actually, into talking about... Um, I suppose exactly that really it's, it's conversations thing, things that happen online um, Facebook um, at the at the F8 launch uh, a couple of weeks ago they they said that they want to make people more social more sharing that's kind of where they're going towards um, and I don't know there's a thing about transparency and there's so much openness about where you are what you do um, you know the new Facebook timeline has you, you can now fill in the gaps so you can fill your profile full of everything from birth pictures live yeah. events uh, first pet all these kinds of things and it's just a it's a startling I don't know it's a bit worrying that people can be so I don't know transparent I, th I think that's one of the reasons I'm deleting accounts every now and again I just 
I don't like the idea of putting that much information about myself online. Like, I, I used to be, like, I was guilty myself back in the day. I'd write everything on there. If I was having a bad day, I have a whinge, I still do. Uh, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Just, like, bragging about stuff. But I've just kind of gone off it. Yeah, it's, and it's new. I suppose it's, um, you know, you think before before social network, really people, especially in forums, people had pseudonyms and, and names uh, in chat rooms, it was names. So I suppose really there was a, a veil of anonymity there. People could assume a persona and, um, I don't know, I think that made people feel brave. You get, that's why you get trolls and people who flame and people who don't really think too much about the consequence of actions or words. Um, I did a, a study, uh, an investigation last year. Um, it was a, the, the basic premise was... Um, I heard a song uh, called The End of the World, which I'm going to play in a bit, but um, the, the idea is if you had five minutes left, what would you do? Um, and when I first threw the question out there, I, I, there was a lot of the same responses. It was either I'd, I'd go to family or I'd, I'd do something wild. They were all, you, could, you could quite categorise them. Um, so then what I did to the, to the sites, because um, you kind of had to put in a, a, an email address and you had to submit a bit of information to submit your response. And I think maybe people felt they couldn't really be their true selves or they couldn't adopt that persona. Um, so I revamped the site and I let people submit absolutely anonymously. And there is, it was frightening. Um, uh, so some people call it a toxic disinhibition. That's that's the phrase of when you're online and there's no consequence because you are not yourself or you can be yourself with nobody having any clue who you are. Um, you know, so some real, real dark ones. Some funny ones, some wonderful ones. I mean, what, what would you, if you had five minutes left to, to live, what would you do? It's quite a, gl- quite a glum question, but... Um, <laughs> I'd probably try and ride a goat down a high street. Yeah? yeah. Where, where would you find a goat from? Well, I live near a field, and it's always got goats and... Well, that's cows, mainly moo cows. Yeah. i try and ride a moo cow. Try and ride a moo cow, is that... I've got a fact for you, Tom. Would you like a fact? Uh, give, give me a fact. A cat has 32 muscles on each ear. D- really? There you go. Right, and, and so, and what about goats? The goat that you want to ride down the street. Oh right, well, it's, it's only if the goats up for it. I mean, I'm, I'm a big lad. Anyway, I'm, I'm going I'm to rein this conversation right, right back into um, into transparency. Um, and again, I think that's a worry or a concern of people is is when the are Facebook and tweeting, they they're making a footprint and it's tied to their name. You know, there's um, there's less and less opportunities these days just to to be somebody be invisible if you will to have a voice but not have yourself identified um i mean facebook are pushing it that way google especially google are pushing it so that your everything you post is really is tied into you your like profile. google android is very good at linking profiles it's exactly. scary how it can find people on that yeah which i'm not i don't know i don't know if i'm that keen on to be honest well if you've got nothing to hide tom um anyway but uh, I, I would think on um if if you weren't if you don't if if riding goats down the street it's not for you I mean what would you what would you do if you if you had five minutes uh, left to live it's ask a question um, so I'm going to play you uh, Rob Dickinson who wrote a song called The End of the World There we go. That was uh, Rob Dickinson with The End of the World. Um, so that's pretty much us, really. Uh, thanks very much for listening. I've been Tom Stables. It's at Tom Stables on Twitter. James? At James Duffel. That's D-U-F-F-E-L-L. Genius. Um, so, um, 
just a, a, a quick reminder that usually we would we would have interviews from local businesses and people, things going on in Preston. Um, it just so happened that when Nat was whisked away to London, so was our potential or our, our lined up interview, uh, which was from an award-winning Preston-based business, gigs and festivals, a chap called Simon. Um, so hopefully we'll have him next time. Um, and we'll have some chat about social media and Facebook and all kinds of things uh, going on there. So I'm going to leave you... Um, with a happy song, really, because we've just been talking about what if it was the end of the world and if you had five minutes left to live and make ourselves happy, happy and cheerful. Um, so this one's a, a more life-affirming song. It's about um, how life can be so much better if you start wearing purple. Brilliant. Agreed. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple.